0: Hey guys, this is Trick Enigma, and welcome to the second episode of the Grains of Sand podcast for Gamers Among Us. Um, today we're going to talk about a couple of different new and upcoming games. If you like our stuff, check us out at Facebook. You can do groups slash Gamers Among Us, or check us out on Twitter at Gamers Among. Sit tight and hope you enjoy.
1: Hey guys, welcome back. This is Calamity Code with Gamers Among Us. I'm here with Trick and the Steel Grizzly. Unfortunately, Willuko could not join us today, but he will be here next time. He is greatly missed. Um, so to start off, we're going to talk about one of the biggest games right now, and something that everybody is talking about, which is Apex Legends. Just came out last week as of this recording, but I don't know when exactly we're going to post this, so it might be out for a while by the, by the time you hear it but so apex came out i think it was tuesday it was on a tuesday it was tuesday and it just boom it was everywhere like everybody that was streaming fortnite before that started streaming apex and like ninjas playing it and all the big call of duty people are playing it it's just massive and there's a lot of discussion about it taking over fortnite
0: it definitely took the battle royale world by storm and yes that pun was intended
2: was it um 10 million I think within the first week 10 million people I mean it is a free to play game so it did that at least right whereas you know PUBG was like we're still gonna have you pay for the game and then pay for the battle pass on top of that and we're still going to have the same issues we've had since starting the game and not yeah. fix it. And, that's, and expect you to be okay with our cosmetics.
1: Yeah, and Blackout kind of had the same issue. They they tried to really redo the system or redo the genre, but um, it was a $60 game and then they, just, they didn't have enough content to support that. It had two other modes, but a lot of people bought it just so they could play Blackout and it ended up just being a huge buggy disappointment.
2: Yeah, I feel the same. Like, Apex, for me, and I mean, we've all three, and Will, uh, since he's not here, but uh, we've all played it a bunch this week, and I think everyone's played it. A lot of the big streamers are playing it, and I think what Apex did is it kind of took pieces and bits and pieces of other Battle Royale games and said, hey, this is how to do it, this is how you do it right. Mm -hmm. Like, it took some pieces from Blackout. I even feel like it kind of took a little bit from Overwatch with the uh, yeah the characters that you can be and the different abilities and stuff like that. And I think uh, Apex just kind of did it
1: correctly. Yeah, and that's something I've, I've said to you guys before, but multiplayer games have been doing the specialist thing for a while now with Overwatch, and I think it was Black Ops 3 that really jump-started that, where you could choose different characters that had different abilities and you had to figure out which one you were better at. But this is the first time that it's been in a Battle Royale game, at least like that.
0: Yeah, I actually like that it was a surprise. Like, nowadays there's so much marketing for every game that comes out, even the free ones. And just, like, the fact that they were just like, hey, here's this neat intro into this game that's coming out, and then at the very end it's like, oh, surprise, that game is actually out right now, so go ahead and download it for free. Like, I don't know, that was a really big thing for me that made it pretty legit.
1: Yeah, and for how big it is already, like, that's pretty crazy that they were they kept it a secret for so long yeah like, i think nobody they, knew it was coming
0: i think they were saying within the first eight hours there were over a million downloads yeah. so that's a pretty big feat yeah it essentially wiped out pretty much all the other battle royales like you were saying Fortnite is a ghost town now
1: yeah and i actually like i i didn't even know that they were showing anything and someone at work messaged me and they were like hey are, have they started the stream or for the- the- like i didn't even know there is one but sure I'll check it out and I googled it and found the IGN stream and they were like oh starting in two and a half hours and I was like okay cool so I started watching it and I was like holy crap this actually looks really awesome and then they were like it's out now and I was like holy crap I'm going to play it tonight
2: yeah it's kind (laughs) of like uh, I remember like I follow a few kind of popular streamers on um, Twitter like Dr. Lupo and a couple of others and I noticed that whenever they were like hey they shipped them all out to their location on site so they couldn't you know try to reveal any footage Mm -hmm. had them all play the games and everyone's like oh this is gonna be an awesome game and everyone of course is like "Eh, it's okay but that was the day before it released like all the games nowadays like not to bring up or dig up any old bones but like fallout 76 (laughs) they beta tested it they came out with stuff it's multiplayer online for what 12 people yeah and it still has really horrible bugs i mean not to knock it a lot of people love the game but that's a really good example of a huge AAA company coming out with like a game that should be better and it has and they're like oh it's just uh bethesda bugs it's you know it's a funny little quirk that we have and it's like <laughs> no dude come out with your shit get your shit in the box put it together and come out with some good content like really you know yeah. and that's kind of where i'm at and apex they came out with all their shit together in a box and they said look this is it we have maybe some connection issues which are really not bad at all yeah it's it's i don't know like they did all of it right is what i feel like and that's why there's 10 million people playing it now
1: and that's the crazy thing about it i haven't experienced besides some connection issues getting into a lobby (laughs) i haven't noticed any bugs i haven't fallen through the map or had a gun like glitch out on me and freak out like
0: I did see a player's teeth
1: when I died. That was interesting. Like, when it zoomed
0: in on my body and went through their skull and I saw the teeth, it was pretty high detail.
1: I mean, even for... But
0: you're, like you're saying, there's really not yeah. any issues, and it's pretty amazing that they were able to pull that off.
1: Yeah, it's it's super well done for something that was just sprung on us without any, like you said, without any beta tests, without any, you know, trials or anything like that.
2: Yeah, and I think not to keep pushing our point anymore on apex but like one thing in blackout i noticed that was kind of annoying is when you go to pick up weapons it would take forever where in apex you can literally slide by something pick it up yeah
1: and that's that's actually something that when the beta came out everybody was complaining that you had to sit there and you had to stare at a gun for like three seconds and hold the button to to pick it up and they they kept giving us excuses and there's like all kinds of buttons that are um assigned to emotes that nobody cares about and like they, they just they really yeah like, they did a really good job.
2: i guess not to knock back out because i know those guys worked really hard but it's a good example of trying to be like PUBG and like fortnite they you know like you said they had emotes that like no one really cared about yet mm-hmm. the gameplay wasn't really good and after it came out they kept mass producing updates that were like five to ten gigs yeah so, like, not only on top of the original game, you have all this other content, but another game that I know, uh, just to move on from Apex, that did really well is uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, and I'll let Trick talk about that.
0: Right, so, it's been out about a week, maybe two weeks almost now.
1: As yeah. of this recording.
0: As of this recording, it's been out about two weeks. Um, it launched on the 25th, and Kingdom Hearts 3 is the... Final episode of the Kingdom Hearts storyline, and it tells the story of Sora and Donald and Goofy as they try to fix the worlds and right all the wrongs that have happened in the previous ones. Um, they're trying to stop the Heartless from invading and overtaking the universe, and they end up in several different worlds, like San Tokyo, The Frozen Lands, uh, Tangled I think is the one as well. Um, I haven't gotten to check out too much gameplay yet, but if you're into good graphics, this is definitely a game for you. Um, from the few things I've seen, your finishing combos have so many bright lights and everything's flashy and over the top. At one point you turn into a lion, you're riding on a train. Fight scenes are definitely worth checking out. And if you aren't in into the Kingdom Hearts world yet, you should probably at least read up a summary before you get started. Because the <laughs> intro itself will leave you confused. As somebody that only played 1 and 2, as soon as I watched the intro, I was like, no, I should probably go back and read and find out who all of these people are because Sora, Donald and Goofy aren't even in the first 5 minute intro. So yeah,
1: even even if you have played more than two or three games in that series, you're not going to know what's going on unless you read something or watch a video cuz that is one of the most convoluted universes. It really is. I, I mean, seen. it's
0: it's Square Enix at its best. So it's <laughs> basically just Square Enix with Disney camp covers on some of the characters, but yeah. Not saying you have to play the games, but at least read there's plenty of videos out there. I watched one the other day that was like an 18 minute video about all the storylines and yes it took 18 minutes to give a very brief summary but it did a very good job of explaining it and I feel like that'll make the game itself that much better for the player so it's definitely worth checking out.
1: Yeah so personally though honestly I'm a little bit let down by it. I mean I haven't played it but reading the reviews and seeing the gameplay and stuff it's like it was 10 years and all this build up and They kept announcing that it was still coming, and they really wanted us to get into it, and then they released a a so-so game, it seems like. It's
0: like my roommate pointed out. They've spent ten years promising that they were going to add more worlds than any other game. They were going to bring back so many of the old ones while introducing new ones, and from the looks of it, if there are more worlds than the other games, there aren't very many, so that part Mm -hmm. was kind of a letdown. Because, I mean, the whole fun in Kingdom Hearts is going and playing around with all the Disney characters, and... They're kind yeah. of limiting what access you have to do that. So, I feel like one article I read said it was too little too late. Yeah. That might be right. I haven't played the game yet, so don't take that as my final review on it. But, yeah, it's definitely not getting the, the wow that was expected.
1: It's, it's a Kingdom Hearts game, and that's what we wanted. But, with all the build-up and all the time it took to make it, we were expecting a lot more out of it. Right. I think, and they just... They released a Kingdom Hearts game, and it's it's good because I love Kingdom Hearts games, and, you know, it's another one of those, and it's going to be a good game, but it's not at all what it was built up to be, or what it should have been at this point.
2: What well, was it, like, ten years? <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, about. let me see when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out.
2: Yeah, I think it was about ten years, and it only has, like, I don't want to reveal, like, too many spoilers, Maybe but, like, like, there's five or six worlds that are new, right?
0: Yeah, essentially. There might be a few more, but... like, the
2: first one has almost that many. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... Yes, it's new content, but they didn't really live up to all the hype. Yeah. Is essentially what it is.
1: Plus, they they announced these worlds (laughs) as they completed them, so throughout the years, we already knew what worlds were going to be in it, and that's... I mean, yeah, like... Not to go back into Apex. Yeah. 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 Not to go
0: back to Apex, but I do like a surprise every once in a while. Like, I don't want the whole story revealed to me before I even start the game.
1: Maybe. But yeah, so I looked it up. Kingdom Hearts 2 came out in 2005, and there were hints at the end of that game that there was a third one coming. So that's 14 years. Yeah, that we say, that's more than 10, 10. Yeah, that's crazy. For,
2: I mean, it is a good game, so we're not knocking it. It's just yeah. more 14 years of production. I mean, obviously the game engines and everything changed throughout the years, so that's probably one reason why it got held back, but Yeah. It's almost like, "Come on, guys." Yeah. You could have done better.
1: And it's funny because even on the last episode, we were talking about it. We were like, "Oh, I think there might be Star Wars. I don't think there's any Marvel. There's there's none of that." Like, like they had
0: so much potential. And yeah. Kind
1: of everything they've acquired in the last like five or six years is untouched, basically, and it's it's just I don't know. Like I said, I'll probably play it because I love Kingdom Hearts, and I'm I'm excited to give it a chance. But it's I'm disappointed by it already. I feel yeah. like
0: if they had planned it out better, start to finish, and instead of <coughs> doing one and the two and then Birth by Sleep and yeah. Dream Drop Distance and all those. If they had just done it in a linear fashion,
1: yeah
0: it would have gone over a lot better for a lot of people. Because like I said in the beginning, you have to follow the story to understand it. yeah And what we thought was going to be three turned into Birth by Sleep, and that was a bit of a letdown for a lot of people. And I just think at this point, there's been so many. Well, this is going to be three, and then it's a totally different game that. By the time Kingdom Hearts three came out, most fans were already tired of the the story and were ready to move
2: on. The hardcore fans are like, you were saying, you know, just watch this eighteen minute video, you'll be okay. (laughs) And there and there's fans out there. They're like, no, you have to play every single game in this exact order to get the storyline. And if you don't do it, then you shouldn't play this game. And it like turns off a lot of new players because there's another like it's been. Like you said, 14 years. Yeah. So there's another generation of kids who want to play this game. Yeah. And they're getting turned off by kids our age in the 30s or yeah. older 20s that are like, no, you you <laughs> need to do this way and this way. And they're like, you know, they look up to a lot of people like that, and it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. But, all right, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, when I was doing my research before <laughs> playing the game, come to find out that the mobile game, which I think is Union Cross. Yeah. Um, it actually has a rolling campaign, so each month there's new parts of that story that come out. And that story predates everything else. So, like, you don't even know all of the introductory stuff about this game yet, because they're still making it.
1: It reminds me of J.K. Rowling, when she was just throwing out new Harry Potter facts on Twitter, and everyone was like, okay, cool. Oh, Dumbledore's gay. (laughs) Yeah, like, stuff like that. Like, it's, it's cool, but... Why do I need to know that? Like, yeah, what are you
2: doing Harry right really should have gone with Hermione. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> we all knew that one. <laughs> Alright, well, we don't need you taken back. Yeah. It's already in yeah. print. But, yeah. um, I guess uh, moving on from of Hearts, we could talk about that for a long time, I know. We were supposed to talk about something else, but I skipped over it, but we're just gonna go ahead and move right over to Resident Evil 2. Oh, I forgot. So, moving on to Resident Evil 2, uh, it released January 25th. It is a remake of the 1998 game which sold over 4 million copies, almost 5 million. And it centers around Leon and Claire, uh, two people who were kind of trapped in a uh, Raccoon City. And uh, f- this is another example, since you know we just talked about Kingdom Hearts, which is a game that has a lot of diehard fans. Resident Evil has a lot of diehard fans, and a lot of people were excited about this game, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's not going to be the same, I don't know. But um, from what I've heard, Resident Evil 2 looks like it's going to be... Uh, really good. Uh, They updated the graphics, obviously. That's the main uh, thing about the remake. And then also, they, uh, from what I've heard, and from uh, some of the spotlights we did, and some of the reviews we've looked at uh, personally, like, it's pretty bloody.
1: Tell them them about the Mr. X thing. Okay.
0: To carry on what uh, Grizz was saying, it is a pretty interesting game, and one of the most interesting to me, at least, tidbits, is the tyrant, also known as Mr. X, has managed to scare the shit out of everybody that has played the game. Even, you know, returning fans are getting startled as Mr. X was, bashes his way through a door.
1: Was he in the original one? I he don't, was. He was, he wasn't. I don't think he I wasn't. really played it that much.
0: But. The difference between, from what I've read, um, the difference between the, the original and this one is he was only in a small portion of... The, the original game. Like, mm-hmm. he only came out in certain parts, and okay. I think he was, like... It was just a little bit here and there. Grizz might know the specific details.
2: Yeah, it wasn't as much as it is now. Like, where he just seems to randomly pop up and, like, throw shit out of the way and, like, destroy you with one punch.
0: Yeah, his sole purpose is to eliminate any evidence of what all is going on. So, if he hears you, and he has pretty good hearing, if he hears you, he will chase his way after you and there from what i've heard there's essentially no way of killing him you just need to turn around and run
1: it's funny there was a clip on reddit where some guy actually had two mr x's spawn so there were, he was in the corner <laughs> and there was two hallways and there was one mr x coming from each direction oh no. it was just it was so bad
0: that is that sounds hilarious
1: <laughs> yeah it does sound but...
2: hilarious but also kind of terrifying yeah. was right? like oh god <laughs> yeah um that game definitely it it's kind of done the same as a kingdom hearts 3 like it wasn't bad and it wasn't like super awesome but it did really well i think it sold um yeah a lot of copies and a lot of a lot of the friends that i have that were like really hyped about it really enjoyed it still has the gameplay mechanic of uh you only have five bullets so you better use them wisely
1: yeah it's it's really it's true to the original game where, yeah. And that was back when Resident Evil games were, you know, survival horrors, not action games like Resident Evil Five and 4, 5, and 6 were, I think. Yeah. 7 kind of brought it back to that, but the remake was, was good.
0: And one plus to remaking it now is, you know, we live in the generation of PC players can add mods whenever they want.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, going back to Mr. Tyrant, one of my favorite mods now is anytime Mr. Uh, Mr. X pops out, the, uh, the DMX song... Uh, there's a mod out. <laughs> as you can hear.
1: Anyway, sorry. just wanted to play that. But, <laughs> X going to give it to you. Yeah. Yes,
0: and X definitely will give it to you if you do not run. So <laughs> yeah. make sure to tuck tail and hide out if you
1: see him. There's some pretty funny compilations of people getting terrified. But every time he comes but into the room, it starts playing that music. And it's yeah. Just, yeah.
2: I mean, overall, I think it's a pretty good game. And I wasn't really into or at the time i wasn't able to play those kind of games so yeah i might take a look at it
0: i'm not a horror game type of person i'll watch horror movies all day long but the thought of i immerse myself in my games so it's yeah. terrifying but part of me wants to be terrified by running into mr x so yeah. <laughs> yeah. i might also play this one
2: and mod it so that way the song comes up oh, whenever. Man. <laughs> i feel like the song would startle yeah. me more than mr <laughs> <laughs> x all right we're gonna move on here to metro exodus this game is coming out february 15th 2019 it's going to be made by 4a games um they've only made the metro games they haven't made any other games um we'll talk about this after this game but uh we made a spotlight on it, and while i was researching for it i was like i know i've heard of these guys but they've only done uh, metro and metro what is it 2022 and and metro last light yeah and that's all they've done. So yeah, this game is coming out, and you still play R T M. And instead of being in the caverns, because this game is kind of like you're in the subways, you're in the caves underground, you have some kind of going out into the world moments, but they're just very brief in the game. And I have played the first one, and I feel like I want to go back and play it and play the second one. But yeah, you just kind of like hideout and then this one is Metro Exodus is going to be more of a open world, you go out there and you're going to, do, they're including crafting now, and it's kind of on the spot crafting, kind of like uh, Apex where you can move your uh, your little pieces around and move stuff around, like that's how Metro Exodus is going to be doing their crafting. I mean you're going to be dealing with new uh, mutants because you're going to be above ground so there's going to be mutants that can fly in on you and big old bear mutants and uh, then you're going to be dealing with other humans that are pretty bad. That I think one of them... I can't remember the name. But they are against all electricity and everything. So they're like this crazy cult that you have to deal with. But I think so it's going to be really, really good. it's a lot of uh, new ideas. It's going to be linear, but it's also going to be sandbox. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, I guess, Uncharted 4. Where you came into an area. You could still move forward to the next area. But in that specific say square box room you could search everywhere in that room and then move to the next room
0: i guess the name of the game is pretty apropos then as you're exiting the system yeah the subways moving out into the real world
2: but um yeah this game is definitely going to be pretty interesting like i said first two games uh i guess kind of have a cult following where it's it's not best reviewed game but it is still like when people that play it and i kind of felt the same way at first i was like I don't know if I like this and then as I started getting into fighting and the gameplay and I kind of got a little better at the controls I was like oh this is actually a lot of fun
1: I was gonna say I I actually it was it was a long time ago but they had one for free on PlayStation 3 with PlayStation Plus I can't remember which one it was but I played like 20 or 30 minutes of it and I really liked it but I had other games I was playing at the time and I kept telling myself to go back to it but I never did. But i really want to at some point because they look pretty good especially this new one
0: yeah i was gonna say the same thing basically i've played a little bit of it and the story sounds super interesting especially with the exodus now like you're finally it sounds like a closing of the chapter you're moving out of the subways and out into the real world to see how that's been impacted
2: and uh kind of like the witcher uh these are actually based off of a book series so if you guys uh i like reading books and uh, I know a lot of people out there, you know, like, video games are awesome, but a lot of people do like to read because, you know, you can visualize the world. Or as they say, you know, you look at wood for an hour and you just hallucinate. <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you're looking for the books, uh, it's Dmitry Glukosvi. But, yeah, he, uh, he wrote this series back in the 90s, and it's uh, pretty popular, uh, uh, at least in Russia. So I think that's why the games came out like this.
1: That's pretty cool. So, is it are the books like pretty similar to it? Does it stay true? Yeah, to it? I
2: think the books are pretty similar to the first two games, and uh, this game is kind of like, kind of like Game of Thrones. You know, it's the newer seasons are kind yeah. of branching out.
1: Right. That's, so that's pretty awesome. I never knew it was based off a of book. Yeah, but
2: me yeah. either. But uh, yeah, uh, this game I'm definitely excited to play it. By the time this podcast comes out, it will be out. Uh, actually, it's coming out this next coming week for us. Uh, future us will be able to look at it more detailed yeah but moving on um i'll let calamity discuss this but uh um, we have uh, talked about these games before
1: yeah so pretty much all these games with the exception of i think the first one we talked about yeah apex because we haven't done one on apex but uh most of these games that we're talking about right now we have covered or will have covered by the time this podcast is out on our youtube channel so we're doing two series, which are kind of branches of the same thing, but they're the Spotlight and the Watch List. So the Spotlight videos, we talk about upcoming games, and we kind of try to give you as much information as we can about it in one place because I know it's really hard sometimes when you're kind of interested in a game but you don't know much about it, so you want to go online and you know look it up and see what there is about it. And there's just all kinds of different articles with bits and pieces and videos that are a little bit uh, convoluted or they don't really give you all the information so we try to put it all in one place so that you can just watch the video and and basically see if it's gonna be something you want to play or not Um, so we try to keep those around eight to ten minutes to pack as much information as we can we do those every Saturday and then we have the Wednesday watch list where we preview some smaller games so we don't have a whole bunch of info about them in each video, but we kind of, you know, have that list of upcoming games, and that way you can at least see what's coming out. Um, some of those are going to be games coming out of early access or just indie games, smaller games that are, you know, not on everybody's radar, but maybe something you would be interested in, interested in had you heard about it. So that's what those are for, um, hopefully to keep everybody informed on what's coming up and what you're going to be interested in playing. Uh, So, with that, we're moving on to the next game, which we have already done a spotlight over, uh, like I said. I think until we get to At the Gates is the last one we'll have this month. Uh, Far Cry New Dawn comes out, I think, on the 15th as well. Um, And that's the new Far Cry game from Ubisoft Montreal. And that is pretty interesting because they actually far cry 5 came out last year and i don't think they typically do one every year i don't think it's an annual series like assassin's creed or something but this one seems like more of an offshoot it's obviously it's not numbered it's not far cry 6 it's just far cry new dawn and it's kind of a direct sequel to the last one which is also interesting because they've never really done that it's always been new character new setting new place new people um but this one is in the same place as far cry 5 which is hope county montana i don't believe it has the same protagonist but it is set in the same place but 17 years later so at the end of far cry 5 spoilers uh nuclear bombs got dropped everything blew up lots of people died so now we get to see what happened because of that and it looks to be pretty interesting I like the post apocalyptic setting in games like Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, things like that. But a lot of them do it wrong, like Rage, the first one. I don't know if you guys ever played that.
2: Yeah, that game was pretty good. It was just too short, in my opinion.
1: It was good, but the setting to me, the environment was just so dull, and it was just lots of rocks and tunnels. Very and...
0: Mad Maxi. I
2: yeah. mean, there's only so many times you can have a psycho from Borderlands to Rage bad yeah. max like repeat himself over and yeah. over again some crazy dude that's just yeah and fried so i hope they don't have that in this one
1: well yeah so that's what they're that's something that looks interesting about it is that it's um it's full of color it's like it's not that dingy dark gray you know people on yeah just because people aren't
0: alive and, anymore doesn't mean that the plants and everything else have to die too yeah
2: No, the plants and everything else have to die.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this one's, it's more like, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for Rage 2, which is also coming out pretty soon, I think next month or the month after. But that one's like, their whole shtick with Rage 2 is that it's not like the first one. It's actually colorful and crazy, and there's people spray painting things, and I don't know, it's, it's kind of little bit insane but um that's what they're doing with this one is that it's supposed to be colorful it's it's not going to be that normal post-apocalyptic setting it's going to be uh, bright and it's going to be more of this is how the world is being rebuilt than this is how the world was left after the bombs.
0: Honestly, that's kind of my preference. Like in in zombie games or post apocalyptic games. Like, sure, it's interesting to see what caused that downfall, but I'm really more interested in how humanity handles the aftermath yeah. and works to rebuild instead of just keeping it, you know, complacent.
2: Just I think well, uh, this is our
0: day to day. Like, how do you work to improve on that?
2: Yeah. I think a really good example of that is Horizon. Yeah. Zero yeah. Down. Where like yeah. they melded in as you play the game, you find out what happened, but you really get experience in the game, like what happened since then. Yeah, like yeah. how they've survived kind of thing. And I feel like a lot of games like tend to forget that and they try to be like, let's focus on-
0: The here and now instead of before moving on.
2: Yeah, exactly. This one, um, I didn't get to play five. I mean, I played it a little bit, uh, but I haven't really gotten into it very much. Uh, I played 4 and 3, I really enjoyed those, and the first two way back in the day.
1: Yeah, that's, the weird, the weird thing about Far Cry is that it's gone through so many different changes. Like, the first one was actually a completely different game. It, it had, like, mutations and, I don't know, a bunch of crazy stuff, and it wasn't at all like Far Cry 2 was. And then, from there on, it's kind of kept the same pattern, but there's been weird things, like Far Cry Primal, where you were a caveman. And Far Cry Blood Dragon where you were like an 80's action hero. I saw that one. Like, that's a really weird game. It's not really for me. It's not my aesthetic but a lot of people liked it. Um, but So the, the thing that I like about the Far Cry games is that there's that gameplay loop of you need to go to this outpost and try to kill all of the people and take over and then boom you've taken over that part of the map and then you just keep doing it over and over and over. And it's fun. It's it keeps you engaged but I feel like they need to move on from that and add a little bit more to it than they have with each of the last games. There's always been some additions, like with Far Cry five you could recruit animals. There was like a bear and a tiger I think. I I can't really remember, but you can recruit animals and people that'll come in and fight for you. And like it's cool and they, they keep adding little things like that but it's not enough to make it feel like a brand new game. And, right, And with this one being only a year after Far Cry 5, I don't feel like they had enough time to really reinvent yeah, it. Yeah,
0: honestly, at first I thought New Dawn was just going to be a DLC. Yeah, so you may want to like. treat it like just an expansion instead of its own separate entity. Yeah,
1: that's true. Because it, it definitely feels a lot like Far Cry 5. It's Even the cover art is like... It's the same picture, but with new characters and like right. a new background. So, so
2: it's essentially... Fallout seventy six. It's just Fallout four, just reskinned and made yeah. a little bit different. A little bit, yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm not, I'm because of that, I'm not super hyped up about it. But like I said, I've been playing Far Cry for a while, and I like them, so I'll give it a shot once it's a little bit cheaper.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems worth checking out.
2: Yeah, at least that much. All right, so the next game is Jump Force, and so I'll claim to go and talk
1: about that. Uh, so this is another one we I just helped make the spotlight for. Uh, it was actually hosted by Pixie Problem, my wife. Um, You can check that out on our YouTube, again. But, uh, so this is a fighting game. I don't really play fighting games that much, to be honest. But there have been a few here and there that I really liked. Like, um, Bloody Roar. Me and and Trick have talked about that one. Um, Super Smash Brothers, I like that. I occasionally play Mortal Kombat, but it's not really for me. But, like I said, fighting games aren't really my thing. But this one seems really cool because I'm not actually a huge anime fan, But there are a few that I really like, like Death Note and I recently got into Bleach. Um, Some of the older ones, like Yu Yu Hakusho and Rabboni Kenshin and Cowboy Bebop, stuff like that. Like, I I really like that stuff. But this game looks really cool because it has pretty much all of that. It has all the old animes. I think the, the oldest one is City Hunter. I don't know. Have you seen that?
0: I haven't. I know I saw Kenshin in there, and new Yu hockey show, which yeah. was really nice because, like you were saying, those are that's my anime style right yeah. there. Like I'm pretty old school, so it's it's a nice change of pace to have that included in there. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it has that, and then it has like super new stuff, like uh, Dragon Ball Super has the Gold Frieza and the blue haired. Yeah, the super, super Saiyan
0: God, Super Saiyan.
1: Yeah, whatever it's called, you know, Super Saiyan God Seven Three Point Five and a Half. Yeah, it um,
0: also looked like there was some My Hero Academia in there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so there's, there's definitely some new and some old, so it <clears throat> adheres to any anime fan's taste. You're going to find a little bit of what you're looking for in this game.
1: Yeah, so 40-plus characters, and then they said there's going to be 9 DLC characters, plus 4 characters that were made just for this game. Um, it just it looks really cool. Something that I would probably play with some friends here and there.
0: I do like how it kind of seems like a a Mortal Kombat-esque game where there is a story, but you're predominantly fighting. But I do like that story (laughs) part to it. Like, it adds more than just some of the other fighting games where you just pick characters and you get tossed out there to fight. Like, you actually have a purpose and a reason for fighting those people.
1: So, yeah, that's Jump Force. Um, I think my wife's more excited about it than I am because she played more, or she watched more anime than, than I did, and she knows more of those characters, but... That's about all there is to to say about that one right now. Um, Trick, if you want to introduce the next one.
0: Our next game is probably one of my favorite games coming out soon. I know some of you guys have already gotten to check out the demo, and that is going to be Anthem, which is available on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So basically, to give a quick summary of Anthem, you start out in a little area. I'm not sure if it's the full world or just the name of this portion, but it's going to be called the Bastion. Um, You're a freelancer who basically has a javelin and you're a gun for hire who works with other javelins to protect humanity from the literal shitstorm going on outside of your Fort Tarsus, which is where you start out. It looks like there's a lot of um, geoforming going on. There's radical storms, cataclysms, I think they're calling it, that come in. Monsters come up from it. It basically just wipes everything out and starts all over. So you have your little area where you're kind of protected, but there's a lot of hostile stuff going on. In addition to the Freelancers, there's also two other major factions. There's the Dominion, which lies up in Strahlheim, and they're basically like a ferocious, military, militaristic society. They're just basically set on controlling all of the what's left of humanity, and um, Fort Sarsis people really are not fond of them at all. Um, protecting the fort, you have the, I believe they're called Sentinels, And they're basically just like your local police force. They make sure that people in the fort, you know, cohabitate pretty well, cooperate together. You know, they protect the inside. The javelins protect, or the freelancers protect the outside. And then everybody protects each other from the dominion. From what I've heard, this game does have a rolling campaign. So you're going to get a full story. Don't freak out. You're going to get a full game's worth of content right off the bat, which is pretty amazing. But on top of that... They also have three different acts coming out over the next year, which are going to give you even more content. So don't worry about getting, you know, running out of shit to do. You're still going to have plenty of, plenty of stuff to build for your javelins and plenty of new things to learn about this world while you go through it.
1: And it's funny because people online gave them shit for releasing that roadmap because they were like, oh, so you have all this stuff already, but you didn't put it in the game how dare you sell us an unfinished game? And it's just like...
0: Yeah, they weren't going to be happy either way. Like, I personally think it's pretty awesome. Like, I love Bioware. Mm -hmm. Like, out of all the companies out there, Bioware is probably my favorite. Dragon Age is one of my favorite games. And I remember the first DLC or expansion I ever picked up was for Dragon Age. And it just blew my mind that not only did I get to experience this full game... But then so shortly after, they had a new almost full game come out with it, and it was just, like, this amazing thing, and now we get to experience that tenfold with Anthem, so I can't wait to see what all comes from it. Like, don't get me wrong, their demo weekend was really disappointing with some of the experiences (laughs) they had. The rubber banding, the infinite loops, but I think they did an okay job of kind of explaining that they didn't expect for that to happen, and it is going to get fixed before it comes out, so... As long as we don't have those problems.
1: I really just wish they had called it what it was, a beta, not a It was a demo. more of an alpha than a beta. Yeah. But it was pretty rough. They they called it a demo, which made me think that you get to play the full game and it's going to be awesome, but it was more of a beta-alpha test. Like, we, we are the ones that discovered all the issues that they weren't aware of. Yeah, so.
0: to be fair, that second weekend did seem to go better. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a lot better. Hopefully, by the time it comes out, there won't be any issues at all, because... This is easily one of those games that I'll put 100 hours into at no time.
1: But yeah, so I'm I'm psyched about this game because what little time we got with it. I'm not normally a fan of those kinds of games. Uh, You could compare it to like Warframe or... What is the other one?
0: I think a lot of people were trying to compare it to Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so Warframe and Destiny. I'm not a huge fan of those, but this one... Something about it, I don't know. I, I played with a couple different javelins, and it, it like it was just super fun. With I all feel
0: it's kind of like Apex, where they kind of picked pieces of a bunch of different yeah. little games yeah. and used those to make this amazing game.
1: Yeah, so I've got to say, personally, uh, Apex and Anthem, to me, are going to be contenders for Game of the Year. Oh, yeah. Like, Without a doubt. We don't know what's coming out late year. You know, we might still get a surprise the last of us 2 announcement or something like that <laughs> and then crossed. the next
2: day it comes out yeah right <laughs>
1: that would i would die but uh yeah so i i think so far these two games are really gonna be the the game changers this year
0: without a doubt
2: yeah i definitely not to like go back to apex but how it came out how well it's been doing hmm yeah, it's definitely gonna change, like how Fortnite changed the way a lot of games are played and stuff, yeah. and like how things how they are they pulled and it. they can do so well. I think it's gonna Apex is gonna do the same, and hopefully yeah. Anthem here will do the same too. Um, at least um, this one isn't gonna be open like a uh, sixty people on a map, right? It's just gonna be
0: no. Um. So the way it works is you have squads of. Uh, you run around with squads of four or up to four people. Okay. Um, so you can use four people in specific missions, or then you can go into the free play. And in the free play, I guess it's kind of like Fallout seventy six. I don't know how many other players you can come across, but there are other players on your server, so you can your mm-hmm. team can come across another team, or like That's you cool. can pair that. up. That's how we kept pairing up with those people in the free world.
1: Uh-huh. So. Well, I know that people were joining our team, but I didn't know that outside of our four people, you can see other. Yeah, people. from what I've understood, okay. in
0: addition to your four people, you will see and interact with other people. That's that's actually pretty so. Cool. I'm. That's why when we were playing it, I was talking about. It, I feel like there's going to be world boss shit. Like yeah. there are in uh, in the free play, periodically there will pop up like random missions, and it looked like they were going to have the option, especially with the cataclysms, where there will be timed world bosses where you can all team up and go and kill it but
1: yeah so uh i could talk about this game for hours but we we've gotta move on to something else yeah Yeah.
2: um i guess that i'll take that as the cue um our (laughs) next game that we're gonna look at is at the gates uh it's already (laughs) been released uh but we were gonna look at it just because uh it's a new 4k style game uh that came out it's only on pc uh it's made by john Schaefer, a guy who worked on civilization 5 and uh it's a really awesome game in the aspect that it's like a lot of 4K games uh there's endless legend uh civ 5 civ 4 you know all the civ games where they civilizations kind of got a monopoly on it but there are others like endless legend if you uh do like civ 5 or any of the civilization games and you want something different i would definitely check it out and i said 4K earlier i meant to say 4X is what it's supposed to be 4K is a resolution, 4X is the style of game. In case you guys didn't know what a 4X game is.
1: I'm not really familiar with it, personally.
2: It's, here, let me just read the wiki here. It's explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. So it's essentially a game that's a turn-based game where you control, uh, think of like risk, but as a computer game, I guess
1: so civilization yes exactly
2: (laughs) so um what this game essentially does is a little bit different and civilization you have you can build up a lot of cities but in this game you have your main city your band of barbarians and you're roaming through uh the area after the roman empire has kind of ended and so everywhere you move you move your city with you if you're expanding out so it's kind of an interesting idea, and it's kind of gotten some good reviews and everything. But uh, if you guys are looking for that, uh, we do have a article or our first spotlights where we didn't do any videos. We have that on our Facebook page at groups slash gamers among Us. If you want to check that out and hop in and uh, read some of our old articles on the games that we did before we did the videos, uh, we did do that. But moving on, uh, we're going to go ahead and look next at this game.
1: Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to talk about Onimusha real quick. So Onimusha Warlords is actually a PS2 game. It was ported to Xbox, the first Xbox, as Onimusha Genma, but I never owned an Xbox. But So this game was one of my childhood favorites. It's in my top ten games of all time. It is so cool you're just a samurai going through killing demons and uh you get all kinds of crazy sword upgrades and you have like giant electricity attacks and like some of the bosses are enormous for a ps2 game and the the final battle is one of if not the most one of the most epic final battles i've ever fought because you're you're fighting um i can't remember the name of it nobunaga that's it so you're fighting Nobunaga, and he turns into this giant snake thing, and then it has one of the best like cutscenes at the end of a game that I've ever, I had ever seen at that point. Um, so they they just remastered this game for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Um, it's really not, it's not a remake, so don't expect it to be beautiful. It looks like a PS2 game, uh, but it's really worth checking out. And there's actually two sequels that were both on PS2. Well, three. There was three games after that but two were direct sequels after that that hopefully they'll remake those as well or remaster them anyway but what i'm really hoping for is a new one um but until we get a new one there are of course a couple games coming out that are kind of similar with the um ancient japan feudal japan sort of look and we talked about this on the last episode of the podcast but there's ghost of tsushima which of course i'm super excited about um, but we still don't know too much about that one. But we have learned a little bit more about Sekiro. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which is the one from uh, from Software, the people that made Dark Souls, Bloodborne, all of that. Um, so it there's a lot of gameplay that you can look up on YouTube and and watch it, and it looks pretty cool. Uh, the the big shtick about it is that there's well that your your main character has a He doesn't have an arm, so you attach things to the arm to replace it that are like different gadgets, and you get like a grappling hook, and you can, I guess, attach all kinds of different weapons to this arm, and that's what makes it really cool. And again, if you watch the gameplay, it feels a lot more fluid and and quick and open compared to their other games like Dark Souls, where it feels like you're kind of uh, always... Claustrophobic. You're always kind of stuck in an area with a bunch of enemies coming after you. But this game feels a lot more open. You can grapple hook from rooftop to rooftop and move around, and it just looks really cool. So I might give that a chance. But it's not going to be quite Onimusha, in my opinion. Um, so I don't know if you guys are interested in Sekiro at all, but I might check it out again. It's probably not something I'm going to buy right when it comes out, but
0: right. I do like so like like you said the feudal Japan thing is kind of a, a new not necessarily new but the niche of the year like yeah. there are three different games coming out in that era and that is one of my favorite eras in history so i feel like they're all definitely worth checking out if for no other reason than you get to play as a badass samurai going around yeah. killing people
1: but yeah so we'll see how that one goes uh, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more next month because it comes out on the 22nd of march so we'll talk about it once we have more info about it
2: now uh, we're going to talk about next is anno eighteen hundred. Uh, this game series is... Personally for me... Uh, I played some of the original ones. I really like it. It's a city building game. So you kind of... Um, at least the couple of them they've had... They're year in the future. Some have been in the past. More medieval. So they have different types of ideas. Whereas this one is more going to be... Centered around industrialization. Because it is that time period. And it's going to be more about conquesting uh, islands, so a lot of your stuff is kind of like, uh, I guess, Tropico, where you're going to be on an island and you're going to build up a city that you have to be ready for. In um, this one, though, they've actually added uh, you're going to need to be, be able to take care of the modernization of your town, plus tourism, plus uh, you're going to need to think about the quality of life and the kind of the beauty of your town. So, in this game, they actually came up with a new, I guess, design? You might not be able to build a certain building at that point, but you can click on an area and they have, like, I think it's called a blueprint, and it will show you the building, so that way you don't have to build it. You might not have the materials yet, but you can at least blueprint it and say, hey, look, this can go here later, so save that spot right there. And it lets you do that, so that way you can plan for the future, which, um, I don't know if you guys have played a lot of city building games, but that really helps out because, at least for me, when I play city building games, I'm just like, alright, put it here, put it here, put it here, and then later on I'm like, oh, you know, I need to run the waterworks through here, the roads this way to make it more unified, and for me, at least, uh, that's a really big plus uh, for city building games. And uh, there are some city building games that are out there that kind of incorporate military and city building. A good example would be um, (coughs) TAB, or otherwise known as They Are Billions, where you build a city, but you also have to build defenses, and you have to build people up to fight against the zombies kind of thing. So it's incorporating kind of new designs, but also sticking to the old ones. Uh, Anno, the series, has had a lot of issues in the past because they... Kind of did what SimCity did, where you had to be online pretty much 100% of the time or else the game wouldn't connect for you. That being said, this game might have uh, that feature removed, but we'll see. I know that that feature is in a lot of games to prevent piracy. Yeah. Piracy of the high seas. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't really uh, seem to have a lot of issues. I mean, personally for me, not promoting piracy, but I feel like... It is a good thing because it, it promotes that people are like, if I like this game, I'm going to go buy it instead of spending $60 for a game I don't like <coughs> Black Ops <House> 4. <coughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, well, there's a huge debate about it. Some people are understanding of it. Some companies will make a game so that if you pirate it, it'll actually like lock you out of the final boss battle or something like that. But,
0: right, just a little. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, there are games that do that where they actually throw in a, oh, you pirated this game? Well, here, this is going to happen. And it's like, I know, and uh, since I just mentioned it, they are billions, they have a feature that uh, it will, I think when you get to day 100, because there's a, a certain amount of days that you go, and in the 100 day, that's when billions of them come out, mm-hmm. well, they actually start spawning in your base. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, yeah, if you stole the game, uh, that will happen.
1: I really like stuff like that, and that's fair because I mean, if you've played it to that point, right, you almost
0: got the whole game anyway. Yeah, so, for free. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely it's nice that they can have a sense of humor about it. Yeah. But
2: moving on, uh, next we have Crackdown Three, which is finally coming out February fifteenth. Uh, just shows it's going to be on console devices though, Xbox and or actually no, I'm incorrect. That's Xbox and PC. And it's excluding PS4. This is the third game in the series, obviously, titled Crackdown 3. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation about this game. Essentially, it came out with in E3. Um, I don't want to be negative on the game just because it is coming out. But the gameplay footage is pretty shitty. <laughs> it is Brutal. the same old, same old. And, like Pretty much all the reviews online have been just saying, hey... It's just going to be the same game. And, uh, you know, that's why we love it kind of thing. But they have added a few new features into it. Uh, They have a new system called Gangs Bite Back. uh, Where a boss or a kingpin, kingpin, sorry, as you're destroying areas will retaliate against you. So you're, like like, uh, Trick said, you're kind of a super crime fighting hero agent dude. So it's kind of, think of like, GTA mixed with James Bond, I guess. I don't know. But is
1: it, is it like futuristic, like laser guns and?
2: Yeah, there are there gun. will be a lot of laser laser guns, and you're going to be jumping around and shooting stuff. So I guess less GTA and more. Um, what's the other game that's like GTA? Redemption. Saints Row. Oh. There you go. Yeah, so <laughs> not, it's going not to the be. the direction I was Yeah, going. <laughs> no, like Saints Row, where it's just kind of like Saints Row Four, where it's just like. You had superpowers. It was just it kind of came to a point where it's just like, okay, this is goofy as shit. Like I'm just running around with a giant dildo, whacking aliens and destroying them, and like you can literally do that in that game. That's what Crackdown Three is kind of like. Okay. Uh, similar to that kind of gameplay style where you just run around as a super agent, and I mean they have Terry Crews promoting it, so it's
1: <laughs> I guess that explains a lot about it. Right? Yeah, it's
2: either gonna be like an Old Spice commercial commercial where you're running around doing stuff but that brings us to the last game we have on our list
0: last but not least and on a slightly more serious note we have a new square enix game called left alive left alive is going to be a brand new survival action shooter and it's going to be for the ps4 and pc so you xbox fans will just have to sit tight and move on to something else veteran developers um quite a few of them have teamed up on this we have Uh, Toshifumi Nabashima, the director of the Armored Core series.
1: Good job.
0: (laughs) This next one I'm totally going to butcher. Yoji Shikanawa from Kojima Productions. Um, He did character designer for Metal Gear Solid series. And we also have Takayuki Hianase, which is the mech designer for Ghost in the Shell Arise, Mobile Suit Gundam 00, and the Zero Blade Chronicles X, which is pretty legit. They all joined forces to create Left Alive's dark and gritty world. Little synopsis, Left Alive tells a human story of survival from the perspective of three different protagonists surviving the devastating invasion set in war-torn Novoslava in 2127. You experience the massive power gap between man and machine impulse-pounding encounters. You can face off against powerfully armored troops, armored vehicles, and towering mechs.
1: So this is another one that I don't really know anything about. Is it going to be Sort of like anthem, like. I don't
2: know. I haven't really, because uh, this game is actually going to be uh, one of our spotlights. It'll
1: like it'll probably come out around the same time as this podcast. Episode. Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: I don't think you get to actually play in the mech suits. I think it's like the opposing military forces. Um, from what I've seen of it, you're basically just trying to take them down. But I think you're more of like a.
2: I don't think. I mean, you can choose three a Open world no. sandbox kind of situation because it says. Uh, you're gonna be following three different characters as you progress through the game so you're gonna experience different story paths but it does seem
0: to be very single player
2: yeah it definitely does seem to be single player so i mean this game is definitely pretty cool it's kind of surprising this is one of the only games we've talked about that seems like it's a new game
0: yeah, and from looking at the pictures and the, at least the, past the things about months. it, it definitely looks really interesting. I mean, it is Square Enix, so they rarely fail to deliver, at least on the graphics front. And their storylines are usually pretty legit, even if a little convoluted, which this one seems like it might be.
1: Yeah, that's that's also interesting to me, because they don't really branch out of the like Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts realm very often. Yeah, so. and this
0: is totally different. I mean, we're talking like, this is more of like a war-type game, yeah. where you're choosing between three different characters and how they're handling the war so it's definitely going to be an interesting one to keep an eye out on it does come out on the 5th of march so i will definitely be taking a look at it at that point are we going to be doing a spotlight on that did we talk about that
1: yeah Yeah, we are that'll be the last one we do awesome this month anyway all right yeah so i wanted to talk real quick about the developers because we we talked about Square Enix on the Kingdom Hearts 3 about how they've made it so convoluted and crazy. Um, They even did that Final Fantasy fifteen where you had to watch a two-hour movie before you played the game if you wanted to understand what was going on when the game started. So um, I feel like developers nowadays are starting to kind of go crazy with stuff. Um, They're trying to be more multimedia like that. There's always apps that you can download that integrate with different games. I think GTA five had one.
2: Dying Light I had one where you could like send people out, like in the game, like the game on your phone was to like send people out and they would come back with stuff and at, after a certain amount of time you got enough stuff you could actually collect material and give it to the guy in game hmm. in your game in Dying Light yeah. and it would have the app uh, stash or whatever and you would go collect that so you could like actually get um, some really good loot. That's pretty cool. But yeah, um, there are a lot of games where it's, I mean to be fair like you know as gamers among us we understand that you know there are people out there that are like super heavy mobile gamers Mm -hmm. whereas there's other people who are super heavy console gamers and then there's of course the people who think that they're master race the pc and like i think developers see that and they go hey you know i can not only make them enjoy the game when they're at home but i can make them enjoy it while they're at work or they're out doing stuff by adding this app yeah and I, I think in a way they're just like, this is really awesome, but at the same time, like you said, it kind of gets convoluted after a while, especially if, like, Kingdom Hearts 3, they have the Kingdom Hearts game, and it has all this other story stuff, yeah. and it's just like...
1: It, it should add to it, not... Be crudu-
0: crucial. Like, you shouldn't have to watch a movie to play a game. Yeah, Like, usually yeah. you had a game, and they gave you enough clues in that game where you could build your own... The history, like that's one thing I like about Horizon is it talks about what happened before Horizon and that's a crucial part of the game. Like you learn the prequel in the game as you're playing it. And like nowadays, like Calamity was trying to say, you have to watch a video just to play a game and that seems it really takes away from the game for me.
2: I think a game that really did that well was The Witcher Three. Like it (laughs) Yeah. Calamity doesn't like The Witcher Three. But that's okay. (laughs) We'll convert him someday. But you didn't have to play Witcher 1, which was really horrible gameplay style. The graphics were really bad. And then Witcher 2 kind of definitely did a little bit better. But you could play Witcher 3 and read stuff in the game and figure out the lore of Witcher 1 and 2 without having to like go back and watch just to like you know catch up. You could kind of understand why the world is in an upheaval, why stuff is happening right now. And I feel like a lot of people like you're saying don't understand that and they try to add the app so they try to add the movie just kind of like cop out i guess you could say
0: yeah i think these developers like i haven't played metal gear solid i haven't played ghost in the shell but i know a lot of the gundam stuff is pretty legit and i have played xenoblade chronicles and that's it's not like that so i feel like this might be kind of a change of pace where you don't have to do a whole lot of research into this game that we know nothing about to play
1: yeah Oh, left alive. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So the the funny thing is, we have the other extreme going on now with um, Black Ops Four. I touched on it a little bit earlier, I think. But um, so there's a whole lot of controversy going on. We've I sh- I showed you that tweet from David Vonderhaar, which is the lead blackout developer, and he's he's getting reamed for it. Um, but basically, they they spent three years making this game and it feels like they made it in a month like i i play call of duty a lot i've i've played it a lot for the last couple years and i've put probably 50 60 hours into black ops 4 already but none of which is blackout i always just play the multiplayer but it's funny how activision is handling it because there's these bugs that have been there since the beta that people have talked about and they keep saying oh yeah we're going to fix that we're going to have this feature we're going to do this and these are things that were in Black Ops 3 their last game like things that should have worked from launch should have already been working in the beta because they were working in their previous game and they're still not working now four or five months after the game was released and they just keep making excuses and the only thing that they've updated the game with is more cosmetic stuff that you can spend Right more gotcha stuff. Yeah, and it's just—it's crazy to me that there's there's people doing too much like Square Enix. There's people doing just the right amount like the um, bare minimum. Bioware, yeah, and then there's the people doing the bare minimum like Activision, and it's crazy that we have such extremes right now where
2: they're just kind of like you should be groveling at our feet and happy yeah. that we put out shit for you. Yeah, and, I think and the that's kind of how it feels. It is, yeah.
0: and the problem is, there's still like for every gamer that's like hell no, I'm not going to play this game because this company is a piece of shit and won't fix their problems. There's ten people that don't think about things like that and they're just yeah. like, well, I want to play this universe, so yeah. they'll buy it. And, like, it really is a disadvantage for the diehard fans that, you know, they're more concerned about the money than they are providing actual decent gameplay.
1: Yeah, and the problem is Activision and Treyarch made this game super quick because... Uh, Two years into their three-year uh, timeline, they had to scrap their story mode and start making Blackout, because they were like, oh, Fortnite's making a bunch of money, we need to do that. So they had to scrap everything that they were working on, and then rush out this mode. So it's it's half a game, but it's $60, plus 50 if you bought the Black Ops Pass, which I, like an idiot, did, um, and the only thing I've gotten out of that is four extra maps, which... Or, no, two extra maps, actually, which you only get to play every once in a while because they have to pop up in the playlist and they never do. It's just a prime example
0: of greed, really. Like, this game is the epitome of greed in a gaming company right now.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: a good example, um, I I don't know if I mentioned this last podcast, but I've been playing um, Hollow Knight and that game was made by four people yeah and it is a huge game like yeah. there's a bunch of stuff going on and it's not even full like AAA pricing it's i think 25 dollars, and then it goes on steam sale like pretty often and you can probably get it for 15 10 bucks and that game like i said it's made by four people mm-hmm. then you have games like fallout 76 or black ops 4 or all these other games where it's like was this made by one guy yeah. that's smoking crack in his basement? Like, what <laughs> the hell? Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. make it. And then you have a game like... Uh, I think Apex is more than just a good game. It's a wake-up call yeah. to a lot of these gaming companies. That, like, hey, get your shit together, guys. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like...
0: These bugs aren't an excuse anymore. Like, we can't it's just not keep a, laughing them off. Like, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah,
2: it's not a funny quirk. It's, like, your fans are getting tired of this. Yeah. And you can only, Give like, us you know good dog poop covered in chocolate Mm -hmm. on a platter so much before we're like hey this is actually
1: poop yeah it's like it's like releasing a movie and the audio is two seconds behind the video yeah and that like they just expect you to be okay with that and it's just like you're you gave us an unfinished product and i spent a bunch of money on it and it takes you six months to finally put put out an update that finally fixes it which in in a case like black ops like that's one of those games where it has that certain life cycle because the the next Call of Duty is coming out this November or whatever. So at that point, a bunch of players are going to drop off, and it it changes throughout the year. It becomes a different game based on who's picking it up and starting right. to play it, and who's dropping off it. And you miss out on a lot of that when the game comes out and it's half a game and it's bugged to hell and.
0: Exactly.
2: I don't know. I just think uh, the excuse moving forward, you know, in our future of oh it's just a funny quirk or yeah we'll get that fixed so, like we just wanted to get the game out it's like no dude you have yeah. people and you know, that's like I know we keep harping on it but that's <coughs> really one thing why like Apex like yeah they have issues but yeah. they are on top of it just as good as Fortnite is yeah. and that's one reason why Fortnite's done so well is because they are on top of the issues pretty quickly yeah. and it seems like these big developers like Activision or EA they're just like oh, shit, you know, what are we going to do? Yeah,
0: I do think the Battle Royale, especially the free-to-play options, has kind of opened up a new window, because now there's suddenly games that people don't have to pay for to play, and it is kind of putting the heat on full price games. And I mm-hmm. feel like, I mean, not to say that this is for sure going to be the future, but I feel like Bioware kind of took a good approach to it. Like, yes, you have to pay full price for this game, but we're going to give you so much extra content at no additional cost because they've already said they're not doing a season pass. So if they change their mind on that, they're blatantly lying. And, like, they're giving you several games worth of content all at once and I feel like that's kind of what it's going to need to turn into in order to compete with games like Apex or even Fortnite. Like, Mm -hmm. there's so many options where, oh, I don't have to pay that and I can go play this game with my friends for, you know, 500 hours and we're still going to find new shit to do. So, I feel like we're definitely coming, approaching a new style of game development
1: yeah and it's really weird timing because it's right at the end of the decade so the 2020s are going to be remembered for this new fresh take on video game releasing releasing and developing um but it's awesome like like i said we have things like activision that are dropping bombs on us like like black ops 4 but um everybody learned from it the people that wasted money on it Learn from it they learned from it because everybody hates their game um like that tweet i was talking about the lead blackout developer he's actually pretty upset because nobody likes his game and um a lot of people are giving him shit for that because it is kind of his fault and he has if you look through his history he's tweeted out you know things that they're working on and it's going to be here next week and it just never comes um so they're gonna learn from that. Next game they come out, hopefully they'll do a lot better with it. But all these other companies are showing them up pretty pretty quickly. And... I mean,
0: look at EA. Everybody thought they were done for after what yeah. Battlefront. Yeah. That was it. But I mean they they brought out Apex and Anthem and both of those mm-hmm. are a huge step up from the shitstorm that was yeah. Battlefront. Now keep in mind Apex, Anthem hasn't come out yet completely, so we still don't know. It could turn you know, it could take a turn south and just become this huge cash cow, but for now, it looks like their they're, EA is helping pave the way for a totally new yep. style, and I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, me too. It definitely is going to be, like you said, it's going to be interesting to we'll see the next few years of games, just because I feel like we've kind of been a, I mean, yeah, there's been good games, but it's overall it's been kind of like a lull, like a,
1: yeah,
2: they'll accept this because there's really nothing else for them to play, yeah. and now it's going to be like, oh, They have other things to play, so
1: they're not going to accept shitty quality anymore. Yeah, and with with the Battle Royale genre branching out, we've we've probably got to stop pretty soon, but uh, just a final comment from me about this. So the Battle Royale genre is kind of exploding, and it's showing people that you don't have to bring out a 60 hour campaign with a bunch of different characters and storylines. You could just release a fun game with uh, people just going at, at each other, and it be the game of the year like fortnite was the game of the year and it's such a simple concept it's such a simple game so um hopefully they don't stop making those huge you know the last of us god of war things like that i don't think they ever will but well not how
2: god of war did so well last year yeah yeah so those
1: are still doing great but people are starting to see hopefully and and they'll learn from it that if you want to make a big game like that but you, you don't release it very well you you only half make it it comes out with a bunch of bugs All of uh, Fallout 76 you're not going to make it anymore because there's all this competition there's these free games people can play that are going to be so much more fun than your game will be so I think, um. I think the quality of these bigger games are going to get better in the next couple of years because of the free to play games yeah. yeah
0: and on that note um, talking about the best games and then how some of the other games didn't turn out We're going to end the podcast here, but you're definitely one of going to listen to our next podcast, because episode three is going to be the best and the worst of 2018.
2: Yep. I'm excited to talk about some shitty games. Oh, yeah. I mean, as you can tell, we've already talked about some, but uh, we want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast, if you've listened this far, to us rambling on about our opinions. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, this is uh, The Gamers Among Us, and... Uh,
1: we just want to make sure you're aware you can reach us on facebook we've plugged the link so many times in this podcast but please come and check us out just come talk we have like a meme monday where you can just post a bunch of memes and and jokes and stuff we have fun in there so uh, facebook.com slash groups slash gamers among us or you can hit us up on twitter the steel grizzly handles that part of it but that's at gamers among you can ask us questions or give us suggestions or ask how to join our discord because we have one of those um also again waluko not here for this episode but he will be joining us with the next one um so he streams six days a week as does the steel grizzly is it six days it's you, five. five days so they both stream uh every week at least five days um twitch t- twitch.tv slash waluko w-i-l-u-c-c-o and he's what is it monday through saturday he doesn't do sundays now yeah
2: that's what he is now and i think he gets i think it's about 12 a.m pacific
1: time yeah
2: or not pacific sorry uh <laughs> east coast
1: yeah and then we're all we're always in each other's chats we're always there hanging out so you can talk you can just come on twitch and join either one of theirs and some of us will be in there for sure just talking to each other um i don't know your exact link so i'll let you give. oh link. yeah
2: it's just twitch.tv slash the underscore steel underscore grizzly and uh i only stream after 10 p.m central time uh because i i work during the day and i kind of get off a little bit later so i stream a little bit later at night so if you guys want something to go to sleep to or just want to hang out you know late at night if you have a night shift that's uh when i stream and uh you know just like uh i just wanted to input here calamity at the end said is we're all like we want to build a community, and we all want to like get together, and so we've kind of started doing that. Uh, we've got a group of friends where we all just kind of hang out together, and uh, in the future we might actually have some of those uh, friends coming in on our podcast, and we're pretty excited about some that might be coming in. But uh, we did want you guys to check all that out. Uh, our Discord um, is where a lot of us talk, besides Facebook. If you don't have Facebook. Uh, what is the discord is gamers among us
1: yeah but you have to have the invite link so the best way to do that is to uh, we have it in the description of all of our youtube videos you can just click it on there to to get added in yeah and
2: the best way to do that is to go to youtube uh check us out there it's gamers among us and you'll be able to see us there and uh make sure you check out our videos if you like it make sure you like and subscribe and also leave a comment um like uh calamity said on twitter you can leave me a comment uh, because i handle that portion Uh, just you know give us ideas on what games you'd like to see in the future podcasts or uh, what games you'd like to see spotlighted if you're looking on youtube and we'll be able to definitely uh, interact and get in touch with all that stuff but um instead of just rambling on we'll go ahead and end it here we just want to thank everyone for listening and this is the gamers among us group here saying goodbye and thank you for listening to episode 2 of Grains of Sand Gamecast.
0: Catch you next month.